Good morning. Welcome to Breakfast with Ken for Thursday, April 22nd, 2021. Brought to you by the great people of today's dentistry. Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist I've ever gone to. The only dentist I've gone to the last 27 years. Make him your best dentist ever. All you have to do is call 317-849-2933. Dr. Mike O'Neill's going to take care of the rest. Take control of your dental health once and for all. Make that call. Hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell, all that stuff. Now let's talk sports. The NFL draft is one week away. The first round will be held a week from tonight. What should the Colts do? They got a lot of options at 21, and I think they're going to wind up trading back. Chris Ballard, he likes to aggregate a lot of picks. Trading back is going to allow the Colts to get a terrific guy late in the first round or early in the second round, and one of those guys that they might want to look at and will look at and will pour over is Jason Away from Penn State. He's an edge rush guy, and he is a total absolute freak, but he's raw. So it's going to take some time for him to figure out exactly how to play, and it's going to take some time for Brian Baker, the defensive line coach, to imbue in Away how to get to the quarterback how to function against the run game and become an every-down guy. Early in his career, he's going to be a situational pass rusher, and that's going to drive some people crazy because the Colts need a three-down guy. Sometimes you don't get exactly what you want, but in Jason Away, you get a potential prize package that is unbelievable. He ran a 4-3-6-40 at his pro day at Penn State. He is long, he's got great bend, he's athletic. He had a 39.5-inch vertical jump. As a defensive end, that is a freak, a complete freak. He plays to the whistle exactly how Matt Eberflus demands his players do. That's a good thing. He is disruptive. He had no sacks last season for Penn State. None. He's played 20 games in his career. Last year, he played seven. He got to the quarterback exactly no times. But in those seven games, what he did was show disruption that was so complete that he was voted as a first-team All-Big Ten selection at edge. This it, He was a basketball player in high school, thought he was going to play basketball in high school was or in college, was talked into playing football, and was absolutely dynamic. He's going to be dynamic at the next level, but he may be a project. You know what? This is the kind of guy that Chris Ballard loves. High ceiling guys. You can go get a top 10 talent at number 34. You get a top 10 talent at number 34. If it takes three years for that top 10 talent to bloom and, and maybe bring you a, become a piece that brings you a championship in Indianapolis, you go get that guy. I love Jason away. I think the Colts ought to take Jason away. We're going to see if they do. Again, only played 20 games. He is a really, really raw kind of uh, technical package. However, that kind of athleticism you just don't find in, in an edge rush guy. You don't find 4-3-6. 4-3-6. That's wide receiver stuff. That's outside wide receiver stuff. That's a guy running a post and running away from cornerbacks. Jim Irsay mentioned the cornerback position is a possibility late in the first round or early in the second if the Colts trade back. My goodness. You kidding? 
You can't do that. Look, stick with what you're good at. Draft the guys you're good at evaluating. The cornerback position has not shown itself to be uh, Chris Ballard's strength. We've seen that. We've seen this show before. Rocky's seen, ah, maybe he winds up being okay. We saw the kid, uh, Quincy Wilson. You know, no, no. Let's, let's go with what you're good at. Go with what you need. Don't go get a cornerback. You're bringing all your cornerbacks back already. I don't think you need to draft over the top of these guys. I'd love to see better cornerback play by the Colts, but you got to get to the quarterback. So let's go. Let's get a disruptor either for 2021 or beyond. If he disrupts a little bit in 21, all the better. If, if he winds up being a 14 sack guy in 2023, which he projects to be, go get Jason away from Penn State late in the first round or early in the second round. Let's go. Uh, let's talk about Indiana basketball. We talked about Christian Lander yesterday and what he needs to do to improve. And really, what he needs to improve is just work. That's it. He came to Indiana his high school senior season, what should have been his high school senior season, played at Indiana, tried to compete against Big Ten guys. High school seniors, unless they are crazy mature physically, are not going to be able to compete in the Big Ten, and Christian Lander didn't. So what did Christian Lander do? He did what all great athletes do. He sped up. He tried to play faster. That's not the recipe for success. you got to calm yourself down. you got to shoot the ball well. Christian Lander will do that. He's going to take a deep breath. He's going to work in the weight room. He's going to work in the gym, get that shot under control so he's not hitting 27% from beyond the arc. He's hitting 35% from beyond the arc, and he's going to be just fine. Don't worry about him. The thing that I think... The improvement that can come for Trace Jackson Davis, who I think has terrific hand-eye coordination, is in shooting the basketball from deep. I think he has that in him. I think he can be good at that. And, and the guy that I look at historically, who is a little bit similar to Trace Jackson Davis, Trace Jackson Davis athletically I think is a bit beyond who, who this guy was, but Butler's Matt Howard. Matt Howard was a terrific three-point shooter. Could shoot him in AAU, could shoot him in high school, chose not to. Went to Butler, didn't shoot a single three as a freshman. As a sophomore, only a few. Again, as a junior, not so many. And then as a senior, Matt made 53 of 133. That's 39.8% of his threes. His senior year, he really turned it up and showed himself to be a really, really good three-point shooter. I think that Trace Jackson Davis needs to have that kind of transformation as a basketball player to get to where he wants to go in the NBA and become kind of a Jared Jeffries guy in the NBA rather than a guy who plays with his back to the basket, goes to the block at 6'9", and tries to defend guys who are fours and fives in a grown-ass man's league like the NBA. I think he's got to step out and be able to function offensively from beyond the arc I think he's capable of that. I think he just needs to show it. I don't. If you're going to play four out and one in, I'm not sure that Trace Jackson Davis is your guy one in. I think you might be able to play four out with Trace Jackson Davis rotating to one of those exterior positions. And then on defense, all of a sudden you become a matchup problem because if you play Race Thompson out as one of the four out, you got a problem because he can't shoot. And I don't think he's going to be able to shoot. Trace Jackson Davis, on the other hand, I think projects toward a guy who, like Matt Howard, 
as he gets older, becomes more comfortable shooting out there and is allowed by Mike Woodson to shoot out there, I think he becomes more productive offensively. And on the defensive end, we've seen what he can do. The Indianapolis 500 is going to welcome 135,000 fans to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. And, and some people are saying, oh, is that safe? Are, are people going to be okay? You know what? First of all, 40% of people in this state have been vaccinated. And by the time we get to the Sunday before Memorial Day, by the time we get to May 30th, it's likely to be 60%. And how about this? The Indianapolis Motor Speedway sits on 559 acres of land. That means it's going to be, uh, you're going to have 400 people. That's 20 by 20 people per acre. It's going to be fine at the Indianapolis Motor Speedway. We're all going to be okay. They're going to make us wear masks. Why would a vaccinated person wear a mask when sitting socially distanced from one another and already you cannot, it's very unlikely, it's about one in 13,000 that you're going to get the disease, the virus, after being vaccinated. And it's very, very difficult for somebody who's been vaccinated to transmit it. I don't know. I don't know why people are going to wear masks. I, it, it, not for me to say. What I don't want to do is go out to the Indianapolis Motor Speedway, have it be 89 degrees, sweating my ass off wearing a mask. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Because I've been vaccinated. Go get vaccinated. Let's go. And, and let's turn this craziness off. Can we do that? Um, Pacers won last night. They beat the Oklahoma City Thunder, who going into last night's game had lost 14 to 15 games and had nobody healthy. Now the Pacers, they didn't have anybody healthy either. You don't have Miles Turner. You don't have Domas Sabonis. You didn't have Goga, uh, Goga Batadza. You didn't have a lot of guys. You didn't have Jakar Sampson, who's been suspended. What you did have was O'Shea Brissett. And O'Shea Brissett went off last night. How about O'Shea Brissett with 23 and 11? That's a nice double-double for a guy that was coming off two 10-day contracts and has now been signed by the Pacers. Looks like a pretty good player. Maybe he, among the Brissettes in central Indiana, he and Jacoby, maybe he's the better of the two. We'll see. Uh, but the Pacers, they won last night. They were up nine with a minute four left. And it looked like the, the line was nine, by the way. Pacers minus nine. So you're kind of like, oh, no, what's going on? And uh, no matter who you bet on. And then the Thunder went off. They got an offensive rebound for a putback. They got a miss from the Pacers, took it the other way, got the, got the layup. And then steal, three-pointer. It's a two-point game. And it looks like the Pacers are going to gack up another game late. My God. I, how many times is that going to happen? Well, it didn't happen last night. The Pacers go on to win by six because Malcolm Brogdon can hit foul shots and you do not foul Malcolm Brogdon late if you want to win games. So, Pacers get the win. Now they got the Pistons on Saturday night at Bankers Life Fieldhouse. And you hope that the, the Pacers can get something done against the Pistons. And some of these guys start to get healthy. I, because we can't even begin to blame anybody. Like uh, Nate Bjorkren. I'd love to blame him, right, for what's going on with the Pacers. But you can't. Because how do you win with the roster that he's got, given the health of the players on that roster, or lack thereof? Let's celebrate some birthdays. Hey, we missed one yesterday. 
Chris Thompson celebrated his 40th birthday yesterday. Happy birthday to Chris Thompson. Uh, Jim Sweeney celebrating a birthday. Julie loves Jim Sweeney. He's our brother-in-law and uh, still recovering from a tremendous injury. He, uh, a great athlete, even in his later years, however, suffered a substantial injury and uh, unable to uh, complete many of his hiking tasks that his wife tasks him with. Uh, Joe Ostrowski <laughs> celebrating a birthday. Jim, we're going for a walk. And off they go. Not anymore. Uh, Nathan Zimmerman, happy birthday. The great Linda Howard. Speaking of Matt Howard, Linda Howard celebrating a birthday. Nathan Brewer, happy birthday. James Pierce, uh, Jacob Schwartz, happy birthday. Susie Plotnikoff, Norman, Paul Keebler, Christopher Bassett, uh, Robbie Ru Lou uh, Brooke, happy birthday. Delbert Schwartz, Steve Stewart, the great Mary Hedegar, celebrating a birthday. Happy birthday, Mary. The great Shanny, Brendan Shanahan, one of the finest imaging voices in the history of radio, and the great Maury Smilovitz, the co-inventor of the WIBC Radiothon to benefit the Salvation Army of Central Indiana. How about that? Happy birthday to Maury. Currently residing in Tony uh, Lake Forest, Illinois, this afternoon. Oh, if, if today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell, by the way, and if it's not your, it's a Thursday. Play like you're a kid. Play like you're a college student on Thursday, can we? Although I heard that Tuesday is a new Thursday. My God, where do they find the time? Uh, if it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else that's best done with an honest and specific comp uh, compliment. You know what? Be the reason somebody else smiles today. That's a nice thing to do. What a nice sentiment that is. Today, Inside Indiana Sports Now, we're going to start digging deep into the NFL draft and what the Colts should do with that 21st pick. I think they trade back. Who's going to be available after they trade back? We'll keep talking about it for the next week, and then we'll see what they do. Outguessing, uh, you know what? Outguessing Ballard, not easy. We did it last year with, with both picks. Pittman, we were all over. Taylor, we were all over. Told you about those. This year, I think we're going to fare the same. As the Colts look for a starting edge and starting off tackle, do not believe the smoke that Jim Irsay is trying to blow up your ass with a cornerback talk. I don't buy a single word of it. We'll see.